Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast. Andrea Earhart here, muralist, adventurer, and your host as I interview inspiring artists who are killing it in the art game to show you that it's completely possible to make a great living doing the thing you love to do. We highlight the business side of art to help you reach more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creative freedom. (laughs) Enjoy the show. This episode is sponsored by the Mural Master Program inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership. This program is specifically designed to help you with every step of the mural process. From coming up with an idea, to finding a wall to paint it on, to pitching your ideas to businesses, and finally, of course, I teach you exactly how to paint large scale. Murals are a lot of fun and a great way to grow your art business. I know because it has been one of the top ways that I've been able to grow my own art business as quickly as I have. With several years of experience as a muralist, I've dialed down the painting techniques, the proposals, the pitching, the whole bit. And now I've compiled it into one resource for you called the Mural Master Program. This is included inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, and I would love to invite you to join us by going to artistacademy.co, that is artistacademy.co, and click the link to see the Mural Master Program and learn more. And that's it, so let's get on with the show. Welcome back to another solo episode. Yep, you have to hear my voice the entire episode for the next 20 minutes and talking all about murals. (laughs) So July is officially mural month. I don't know if anybody else thinks that, but I have deemed it mural month. For a couple reasons. It is midsummer, and that is peak mural season for my art business here in the Midwest. It is freaking hot out. (laughs) And however, in the winter here, it gets down to freezing every winter. And then in the spring, it rains a lot. So as soon as, you know, the weather warms up and the rain is cleared, as it is summer and it is mural time, every business wants something done. And anything that I have racked up on my schedule just waiting for the right temperature It is now time to complete it. So I am always outside painting during this time of year. Like today, actually. Let me just tell you about my day before we dive into some mural tips. Today, I got up early and went and painted a butterfly. Surprise, surprise. In a park. And it got up to about... I want to say 90 today, and we had a canopy over us, and we painted until I just couldn't stand the heat anymore, but super thankful to be busy and working, and then I came home, showered, took a nap, and now it is actually Monday night right now, and I am feeling a little energized enough to record a podcast episode about murals, so that is my day today. So let's get into... The six mural tips that I have for you that I think are very essential for any muralist (laughs) who is trying to paint murals either for the first time or maybe even an experienced muralist. You probably, you might know half of these, but hopefully one or two of them is something that you've never ever heard before. So I'm going to go over 
my six mural tips and these are coincidentally the tips that are being sent out to my email subscribers all of this week and last week so if you are on my email list which you can go and get on it if you would like to you can just go to artistacademy.co and put your email in literally anywhere and it puts you on my email list and so this month I am sending out a bunch of mural tips to my email subscribers I thought I would just take those tips and turn it into a podcast episode so that I can explain a little bit further what I'm saying in my email. Mural tip number one. Let's just get into it. It is to use a projector and chalk it out. A lot of people have never heard of this before. I know that whenever I first started, um, it wasn't really a thing. Projectors were just starting to come out and they were really expensive. (laughs) However, nowadays I got my projector. It is a Epson projector and you can find it (laughs) by going to artistacademy.co and scrolling down just a tad and you'll see my art supply list, so my mural supply list. And if you put your email in right there, you'll not only get awesome tips from me about murals all month, you'll also get my mural supply list with a direct link to the Epson projector that I personally use that I love. There are a couple different kind of projectors that I highly recommend you get. And actually, just to back this up really quickly, usually I am designing the mural on my iPad or on my computer and so I'm doing a bit of the work there and then I'm transferring it onto my phone. My phone then just plugs in directly with a little adapter like like thing. You can plug it into the projector and then you go out at night before you paint the next day and go project it and you do a little chalk outline and it just makes things go really 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 smoothly the next day. You don't have to think about drawing it out. Um, The customer gets exactly what they want and actually sometimes I'll even you know if it's inside I'll project while the customer is there. That way they can see the size and they can see it on their wall and they they know exactly what they're getting. So use a projector and chalk it out is tip number one. Okay, tip number two. I'm going to go pretty quickly through this um, because... Yeah, I just, I I want to. So, (laughs) mural tip number two, pre and post mural surface care is key. So, what do I mean by that? Preparation. How do you prepare the wall? (laughs) So, you walk up to a wall and a customer's like, hey, I would like you to paint this brick wall of mine. And you're like, okay, great. What do you do with it before you paint it? You can prime it if you want to. A lot of the times, I do not. But you can prime it. Um, Like I mentioned, a lot of times, I do not. (laughs) But just make sure it's clean. That's the main thing. Uh, A lot of surfaces, um, the exterior paint can stick to it really, really well. Again, if you went and downloaded my art supply list, you'll see what kind of paint I use, which is exterior paint and the exterior or interior if you're inside, but this Benjamin Moore paint will just stick right to just about anything. However, it will not stick to it if it's dirty or it has, you know, a bunch of mud on it or if there are loose particles on there. So one thing you could do is to power wash it. If you happen to have a power washer (laughs) laying around somewhere, you can power wash it. And 
that's not always necessary. You can kind of tell when you walk up to a wall and it's if there's black stuff all over it or algae all over it, if it's really green or and whatnot, then it might be best to power wash it. However, if it's not, if you say if you're painting on concrete, so concrete is one to where if you paint directly on it with your Benjamin Moore exterior paint, if you're outside, the paint will soak into that concrete, so you'll end up having to use more paint, which is okay if you don't mind that. A primer isn't completely necessary. However, what a primer does is if you just roll a primer on your wall, it basically makes it to where you use less of your highly saturated paint that you paid so much for, and it's just a lot easier the next day to uh, paint it. And you basically, you're putting the paint on top of the wall rather than putting it on the wall, having a little bit soak in, and having to do two layers. That's basically what a primer is. Also, if you are painting some kind of metal, <laughs> you're going to need a primer. <laughs> and basically, just go to your local paint store. Mine is Seminole Decor Center, which you've probably seen me wear a bunch of Seminole shirts around all the time in my videos on Instagram or my photos. You've likely seen me promote them. I highly, highly recommend you find a local Benjamin Moore paint dealer and use them. Mostly because, I mean, this is another side tip to um, anytime I am needing to prep a wall or figure out how to paint on a new, a brand new surface I've never painted on, I call up my local paint store and I'm like, hey Dan, what do I need to paint on the floor of this restaurant? And actually, that is one thing that actually happened last year. I was painting hoof prints on a floor and I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know what's going to make this stick. Dan, can you help me out in this? And he told me, I highly recommend you find a local paint store. And I emphasize local because if you go to one of those box stores to where they just have, you know, workers for hire that they pay minimum wage, they likely are not the most educated in the painting department. They'll know some stuff. They'll know if you need to use a satin or a flat but likely they won't know anything about surface preparation, which is key if you don't want to paint something twice. So if you do not want to paint something twice or if you do not want your paint soaking into the wall, then it would be nice to invest a little bit of time ahead of time and <laughs> use uh, your local paint store to figure out what kind of surface surface preparation you need. A little story on that too. One time I was hired to paint a fountain in this very upscale home and I went and got some exterior paints because that's what I thought I needed and I painted the whole fountain and then they turned the fountain on and bubbles went everywhere and it bubbled for about two solid weeks and I'm, I'm telling you like gobs of foam were coming out of this fountain and I painted it like really pretty blue the owner was so happy with it and then I varnished it as well to make it last forever <laughs> and when they turned the water on and everything got going, it started to bubble. And he called me about two weeks later and he's like, hey, you know, it started bubbling and I thought it would go away, but it just hasn't. What's going on? So I called my local paint store and they're like, oh no, you needed to use pool paint instead of just the normal Benjamin Moore exterior paint that I use on literally every other wall. <laughs> I was like, okay, good good plan it's noted and the reason it was bubbling because it creates 
it has some kind of ingredient inside of the paint that makes it bubble. They, It's not soap per se, but it's kind of like soap that's included inside of paint. That way it makes it bubble. I don't know why, but that's what happened. So never again will I paint on something new without first calling my local paint store. So pre and post mural surface care is key. That is tip number two. Tip number three, get literally everything in writing. And this benefits you just as much as it benefits the customer, I think, because it's just setting expectations really early on and very, very, very clearly because you seeing something in your mind might be completely different from what the customer sees in their mind. And so creating a mock-up and putting the price of what everything's going to cost down to what the supplies cost, how much time you think is needed, and literally everything on either a bid or a contract, preferably, <laughs> preferably in a contract. A lot of little projects that I do that are maybe $500 or less, I will skip over the contract part of it because I'm like, ah, oh, it's just going to take me a day. That's a lot of hassle. I really shouldn't do that. And I shouldn't even be mentioning to you that that's a bad habit of mine. But anything over $500, I'm for sure getting a contract because I don't want to be skimped out of payment. And it's just, it's just nice knowing that everything is in writing, all the expectations, and there's an image here that the, that the client has pre-approved, and literally everything is just good to go. And I feel really confident about what I'm going to do, and the customer feels confident about, about what they're getting, and how much it's going to cost them, and how much time it's going to take and literally everything. It's not enough to have just a phone call with your buddy about, hey, I'm going to do this. Hey, I'm going to do that. Put it in writing, put it in a contract, have them sign it, send it over. And the, actually the contract that I have that I give to my students inside the Artist Academy, it basically lays out um, ownership of the mural and or piece of art. It basically says that, you know, once I paint it for them, the ownership of the item or of the artwork basically passes from me to them so they own it and a lot of people really like that so I always point that out too whenever I'm sending a contract to someone and be like hey this just states what's expected this is a standard thing you know just act like it is no big deal because it, it's not it's just this is how you do business and your business is an art business we're not a hobby we're art businesses and so sending over a contract it just it states what's expected and that's really nice. I have rarely had to, you know, resort to any kind of legal threats. Um, I, for instance, I had to once last year. And I think once the year before, I didn't threaten or anything, but it was really hard to get payment out of someone. And I was really glad that I had a contract because it went through my mind to get a lawyer. I've never, ever actually had to take anybody to small claims court or any kind of court, luckily, because I've had contracts. And you know, the people that I work with don't suck. Luckily, <laughs> I've had one lady last year who was just absolutely terrible, but it ended up working out eventually. But having a contract is just the thing that really secures them to you. And it just, it states the promise. It states everything. And I highly, highly recommend everybody do that. Inside the Artist Academy, we also have a, yeah, like I mentioned, a mural uh, contract template. You guys get 
the exact contract that I use in my art business and you get a briefing about why each line says what it does, how you can change it to fit your own art business and I highly encourage everybody to download it and take it and use it in their art business. So that comes inside of your Artist Academy membership. So all of the students go there, check it out, download it if you haven't. If you're a new student, go in there and check it out and download it and anyway, moving on to number four (coughs) excuse me I feel like anytime I sit down to record that's when I'm like coughing and like clearing my throat it's like I don't have to cough all day and then when I go to sit down and record that's when the coughing happened or the sneezing happens (laughs) of course okay anyway number four mural tip is to buy big brushes and take care of them. This one is not one that I've really mentioned before, but I felt it necessary because buying big brushes is going to help with the time or what was the word for it? It's going to help with the progress of your mural. It's going to make it go by a lot faster. <laughs> I've seen a couple people show up to paint murals for the first time and their brushes are really tiny. They're like what you would use on a canvas. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> these are, and then I put a, like a wall painting brush in their hand, like a four to five inch brush. And I'm like, let's start with this one. I always start with a really, really big brush and work your way smaller. That's just how it is. And also, actually, if you're doing just a flat wall, grab a roller. Or if you're doing a tree, grab a roller. So that way you can roll it in, block it in. And so, yeah, but use big, big brushes and also take care of them. <laughs> Put them in water when you're not using them, especially outside. If anybody has painted an outside mural and it's been hot outside, it's really easy for your brushes just to get all scraggly and fringy and not super pretty and you know it's it's really hard on the brushes <laughs> and uh, there are so many days where I'll come home and I'll just have to be peeling paint off my brushes and it's <laughs> this is not super glamorous by the way I know that like a lot of my photos on Instagram are like look look at these big awesome murals and look at that but the cleanup process is very real (laughs) very real every single day I'm like taking my nails and like like peeling off all of these all these like dry paint marks or dry paint clumps off of my big brushes because I just spent $15 on this awesome brush that I love and I want to take care of it (laughs) so another thing is also is to wash your brushes every single night And a lot of people don't do this. And I know that that's laziness. And you're like, well, I'm just going to show up tomorrow and I'm going to paint the same thing tomorrow. So I don't want to, so I don't want to wash my brushes. Fair. And I've been there. (laughs) But it's also really, really nice to, you know, preserve your brushes for as long as possible, especially since you spent like 15 bucks on each of the big ones or more. Brushes can be a lot. And it's also really nice to show up the next day, even if you're working on the exact same project, with really clean brushes and clean water just to start the day. It's really, really refreshing, really, really refreshing, and it takes just just a little bit, and it's just an all-around great tip, which is why I included in this. So, which actually kind of goes along with tip number four is tip number five, block everything in first. Like I mentioned that roller a second ago. Almost got ahead of myself, but block everything in. And what do I mean by that? I basically mean that you're going to cover the entire surface of the wall 
with a block in color before you do any of the detail. And it's funny because I used to use this trick back <laughs> working for a bigger company. And if I wanted them to think that I did a lot <laughs> during that one day, I would just block in a lot of the wall. And they would come, people would come by and be like, wow, you got a lot done today. And I'm like, bah. It took me like 20 minutes to roll that little area in of the brown on the ground or the green in the trees and whatnot. But it looks like that you've done so much work. <laughs> and so if I wanted to make it seem like I did a lot you just do that <laughs> and then it time feels like it slows down whenever you're actually doing in a lot of the detail work afterwards so it can kind of work against you but block everything in first and what that does is it just gives you a really solid look at what's about to happen on that wall. It gives you a base color that you can build upon. And your blocking color is going to be your darkest color in that area. So if you're painting ground, there's, oh, what is it called? There's a, oh man, what is that brown called? I think it's called brevity. And the, oh, black bean. So if you go and you get a color code, it's called black bean or brevity brown. And those two are really, really good at block ins for the ground. So if you look at your, say you're painting a landscape mural and you're like, okay, it's going to be neat of brown, you're going to pick the darkest brown that you see on your sketch and block the whole thing in with it. And then build up on that using some warm colors and some lighter colors and build up the ground like that. But it really just saves you from having to paint each individual rock dark and then light, dark and then light. You just have to do some highlights on it. Anytime that I'm painting and things aren't working out, I'm like, oh, just add a highlight on it and it'll be fine. <laughs> okay, that was tip number five. Block everything in first. It is just such a really good tip that I hope everybody uh, uses and puts into action. And if actually, if you guys block in your murals and you realize that it looks really ugly, don't worry because every painting looks way worse before it looks better. And the block in phase is just a temporary ugly phase and it will get so much better. But don't beat yourself up when your painting looks like shit for the first three fourths of the time you spend on it. Like just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> That's all I have to say is just like, get past that mental block of oh wow this looks like a five-year-old did this <laughs> like somebody's paying me to do this great how am I going to make it look amazing don't worry it will you just have to spend more time on it but blocking in is the very first step and it's also what puts your painting in the ugly phase so <laughs> sorry but it's an it's a necessary step okay now number six always get permission from the building owner. And you know, I almost didn't even include this because I know that you guys are not idiots and I know that you know that you have to get permission from the building owner. However, you will have no idea how many times I post a video to TikTok and those kids on there are like, do you have permission to paint on that? Do, I mean, are you vandalizing? Is this, this is street art. This is, do you have permission to do this? Do you have permission to do this? And I'm like, oh my gosh, idiots. To be young and dumb again. <laughs> they don't realize that I do this for a living. It's, anyway, and so I just look right past their comments. And so I just wanted to say, just in case anybody out there was super confused, yes, you have to get permission from the building owner before you paint. And 
we actually just recorded a 30-minute training session in the Artist Academy, like, basically because it's mural month, and I brought in a specialty guest expert, which was my husband, (laughs) actually, and because he is in sales, and he has helped me perfect my pitch to a lot of different businesses around town. He was the one who helped me get permission for the butterfly when I painted it for the first time downtown, the one that took off and just started this whole street art movement for 417 Street Art. He was the one that helped me get permission for that. And it's really nice to have somebody on my side that is really good with words. (laughs) He was really good at talking to people about anything and getting them to agree and see a vision that I have in my head that sometimes it's hard to explain. He can help me, you know, get it out of my head and and twist it around to where it can only benefit the customer and they have no choice but to say yes this is going to be the most amazing thing and it's going to benefit them for years to come and they've got to say yes so we just did a training inside the inside the academy and so any students any current students go check that out it's pretty great and we nailed down an exact script of when you are getting permission from your building owner that you are about to propose your mural to because every student in the artist academy is painting a mural this month (laughs) and so we give you a just written out script of exactly what you need to say first and second we all know that we start out super you know super quick and just super blunt and this is what I have and you know three sentence maximum and then if they express interest then you go into a little bit more detail and so I brought my husband in and we talked for 30 whole minutes about just the pitching part of the strategy because there's so many different ways to go about it and we might I might actually put a small clip of this of that on on the podcast maybe I don't know if you guys want it let me know but it really if you want it just join the artist academy it's stupid cheap it's like $27 a month right now and it's going up to $32 a month at the end of this month so after mural month is over August 1st so if you're catching this podcast episode a little late August 1st it is only $32 a month However, if you get in before August 1st, it's only $27 a month and it will never change on you. I'm basically upping the price because it's so worth it. By the end of the month, I'm going to have the entire Mural Master Program to a T tested and everything you need to know about murals is going to be in there and it's so worth $32 a month. Guys, this is so cheap. This is, it's so cheap and This program is basically, I wanted it to be something that an artist could join in the very, very, very beginning of their art career, and they could learn, and they could learn with me for a year if they needed to, and it wouldn't be a huge financial burden. You know, 20-something a month, 30-something a month, it's what you spend on coffee, and it's way less than you spend on art supplies, let's just be honest, (laughs) and it helps you with getting more jobs, and so that's another you know, a goal I had inside the Artist Academy, I want to help make you way more money than you're spending. And with at just 20 something or $32 a month, it's so possible. And it's happened for several of my students, a lot of my students. And so yeah, if you would like a a lot more tips about how to paint murals, and you want to come in and paint a mural with us, please join the Artist Academy. You just go to artistacademy.co and click on all the mural master stuff and you can learn a lot more and you can dive in to our training. So 
just to recap this, I know that painting murals is really scary. Like, I realized that, which is why I made the Mural Master Program. I realized that, you know, going up to a blank wall and having to paint something that is flat into something that looks like it's 3D and cover the entire surface of that wall, whether it's a bedroom wall or an outside concrete wall, it's it's all intimidating. Painting something that is bigger than yourself, you know, as in like actual size, it's really intimidating and it's really hard to get to get the hang of it. What do you do first? You know, like I said, you you block it in and then well what do you do second? <laughs> like what part what part do you do with this mural first? What what part do you do that? But it just you have to start with by starting, actually. You just start by starting and do do the trial and error thing. And if you want help, I have likely painted the majority of the things that you guys are painted before. And so I know how to approach it. I know what, what to tell you to paint first. I know what to tell you to work more on or what what's the focal point and what to spend the most time on or what surface preparation to use on this so you don't waste your time. I have been there and done that. <laughs> many, many, many murals. I was just painting a mural today. And so if anybody wants help with the whole mural process, I am all ears, especially with during July. So right now we are super, super focused on murals. And so right now, if you would like to paint a mural for the first time, now is your opportune time to come into the Artist Academy, join us, and have a little help with it. Because murals are the thing that really jump-started my art career. It's the thing that just continues to work for me as I keep, as I grow as an artist, you know, I painted that butterfly almost three years ago and I'm still getting work from it. People still see that mural that I did downtown and they hire me for for just from seeing it. And there, there is still a line on every Saturday night to, to pose with those butterfly wings, even though it's by three years later, you would think that everybody in this small town of 160,000 which is like relatively small compared to like Miami and LA and stuff. But you'd think that everybody would have had their photo taken with it by now, but there's still a line every Saturday. And everybody taking a photo with that is either posting it online or sharing it with a friend. And some are tagging me. And it's just, it creates more awareness for my art business and I'm still getting work from it and it just it makes me relative and it's just it's where everything started and that was just about three years ago that I started doing public street art and so I'm really really passionate about it (laughs) it's helped skyrocket my art career so quickly and which is why I'm so passionate and I want to teach you guys how to do it because you know we, we go through the printing process we go through painting techniques and such but this this one thing that we're focusing on this month is like my it has my heart <laughs> because I believe in it so much and it's just it's the one thing that I believe if you go paint a mural in public uh, just like Samantha Cox did we just did a podcast episode with her that will be airing really soon and just like Samantha Cox did like it's just it's a foolproof proof plan and it works and I hope it works for you in your art business but you have to let me help you with it if you're stuck if if you you know if you're wanting to make moves and you want to figure it out on your own that's okay but I just want to say that 
the minute I started letting other people help me in my art business, like especially my husband, you know, when I was finally like, okay, come on into my space. I mean, I'm used to doing business all on my own. I can do it on my own, but you know, just come into my space and let's see what we can do. The minute I let other people in, whether it's art mentors or my husband with the sales department, like things started to skyrocket way quicker than I could have done it myself. And that's just the truth. (laughs) So, which is why I started the Artist Academy to show you what I know and such and such and such. So, (laughs) that's, okay, that's all I have. It's a Monday night. It's like 9.30 at night. So I'm going to go to bed because I have to get up and paint some more murals tomorrow. But if you would like to join us inside of the Academy, just go to artistacademy.co and look for the mural stuff. Again, if you want my art supply list, just go to artistacademy.co, look for the mural stuff, then look for my art supply list, and you'll get all of the info and all of the things. Okay, that's it. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you guys listening. If you could please share this with any artist friends that you know who might be interested in painting a mural, I would love to help them as well as you. So have a great night. I will see you next week. This episode is sponsored by the Mural Master Program inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership. This program is specifically designed to help you with every step of the mural process. From coming up with an idea, to finding a wall to paint it on, to pitching your ideas to businesses, and finally, of course, I teach you exactly how to paint large scale. Murals are a lot of fun and a great way to grow your art business. I know because it has been one of the top ways that I've been able to grow my own art business as quickly as I have. With several years of experience as a muralist, I've dialed down the painting techniques, the proposals, the pitching, the whole bit. And now I've compiled it into one resource for you called the Mural Master Program. This is included inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, and I would love to invite you to join us by going to artistacademy.co, that is artistacademy.co, and click the link to see the Mural Master Program and learn more. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. If you review our podcast and send a screenshot of that review to me on Instagram, I am art by Andrea Earhart. I will gladly share your art on my Instagram story with a reach of over 60,000 as a thank you for helping us grow this Artist Academy community. And speaking of community, if you would like to be a part of our absolutely free and very encouraging community on social media, just head over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy, and I will see you next week. <laughs>